Welcome to the program today. Mono Gonzalez here in studio with J.B. Hickson, and we're going to be discussing his new book, Spirit of the False Prophet, which is pretty tremendous. And we had the opportunity to uh, hear some of his topics at the conference. So welcome, J.B. Yeah, thanks, Mono. Yeah, what a great conference. Always enjoy being around uh, my, my friends and colleagues there, and I enjoy listening to these speakers as much as I do speaking. But Yeah, yeah. When, when you have 24 uh, different speakers coming in and, and 45 messages, I mean, it, it's really a tremendous gathering of people and fellowship. And if, if you would like to learn more about that, you go to watchersweekend.com. You can get all the messages and you can have six months to watch them. It's, it's pretty tremendous. I know that, uh, I know for me, it's hard for me to watch and hear every presentation, but I always get to have the opportunity to go back and see the ones that I missed. Yeah, it was, uh, my two favorite speakers are sitting at this counter. You yeah. know what, here we I'll are. I'll let you decide which is my favorite and my <laughs> uh, second exactly. favorite. You know, yeah, I know, you're not a narcissist, so that means <laughs> no, I no, must no. be your favorite. That's right, of course, <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, well, so we're, we're talking about, again, what, what really is volume three in your series. Yeah. Um, for the audience that, that might not know about your first two uh, volumes, let's, let's kind of give a background on those. Yeah, so, um, about 17 years ago, uh, I kind of woke up to the reality of the, the way the world really works from a biblical perspective. But providentially, the Lord allowed me to kind of go down the rabbit hole and, and understand what, what is called the Luciferian conspiracy, which is Satan's plan to take over the world and kind of usher in a one-world system precisely the way the Bible says he will. I realized as I was studying all of that, there's another key figure in the end times that doesn't get a lot of attention uh, in Scripture, he gets comparatively less coverage, you know, than than the Antichrist. Actually, significantly less, and that's the false prophet. So, uh, Revelation 13 talks about him. Uh, he's mentioned a few times in Revelation, but he's kind of the second in command. And what's really unique about the false prophet is his main job is going to be to get people to worship the Antichrist and to control the world through this mark of the beast system. He's put in charge of that. So, Spirit of the False Prophet, the book goes into the role of technology in setting the stage for this coming full-spectrum planetary control grid. So, the subtitle is Rise of the Global Technocracy, uh, and it is, it's just amazing what's out there. I had to educate myself quite a bit because I'm not the most technically savvy guy, but there's chapters on AI, on biometric surveillance, on chat GPT, on... Uh, just uh, hacking and tracking the whole global surveillance system, digital currency, CBDCs, and how all of that weaves together to set the stage for the coming one world system. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, and as we get started here, I want to I want to read Revelation 13 because, as JB mentioned, you have the first beast, uh, which is the Antichrist, and then this other beast in, in Revelation 13:11. It says, "Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke." like a dragon, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And then, of course, as we see here in verse 16, a well-known passage, uh, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. 
and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who understand, let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. So um, let, let's take, take a step here for people to understand because the way that I see uh, prophecy is oftentimes we, it gives us a snapshot. So here we are uh, of, of a snapshot of the future of this figure that is on the scene already. It's describing his behaviors, his actions, but yet it doesn't, the Bible doesn't give us a play by play all the way up to how that guy is on the scene. And so kind of describe if we were to work backwards from the snapshot of what you're doing in the book. Yeah, so the false prophet really kind of comes into play at the midpoint of the tribulation period. And it's at that point that, Satan, that the Antichrist, uh, at the behest of Satan, turns on Israel, turns on Christians, uh, desecrates the temple, uh, sets himself up as God of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and demands that everybody worship him. He basically breaks the covenant that he had made that started the, the seven-year period. Um, so, you know, he, he's going to demand full allegiance. And, and really the mark of the beast is, is two things. It is fundamentally a control system. You can't buy or sell without it. But in and of itself, it's also a mark of allegiance. It's, it's basically mm -hmm. people's way of, of showing that they are, in fact, worshiping the Antichrist, which is why no believer will take the mark mm -hmm. of the beast. Um, and not, they won't take it accidentally. I mean, they're making a, a conscious decision. Oh, correct. Yeah. yeah. And people, not to get too off track, but people often misunderstand the whole issue of the mark of the beast. Uh, anybody that goes to hell goes there because of unbelief. Jesus mm -hmm. makes that clear, John 8, 24. Uh, so the passage in Revelation 13 is, is descriptive, not prescriptive. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, yes, those who take the mark are consigning themselves to hell, but not because they took the mark. Mm -hmm. It's just a, an indication that they've never believed the it's gospel. Fruit, fruit of right. unbelief. Yeah. Exactly, uh, the fruit of unbelief. So, but yeah, so the, the false prophet really is a key figure, uh, and he is going to oversee that control mechanism, and uh, he's going to encourage people to worship uh, the false prophet. He, you know, in this unholy trinity that, that I've talked about in this book and in the other two, uh, you know, he plays the role of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? So Satan is replicating God. The Antichrist, of course, is the false Christ. And then the, the false prophet, in the same way that the Holy Spirit today is, is drawing people to Christ, the false prophet is going to draw people to the, to the Antichrist and encourage them and really demand that they worship him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when we start thinking about the, the end time events, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of preparation that takes place uh, for, for, the, for this satanic trinity to, to have its full power. We, we certainly know the Antichrist begins in the beginning. Uh, and however, you know, that's a whole different subject. But you, you bring up the idea of technocracy here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's give a definition of that. Uh, essentially, a technocracy at its root is rule by technology rule by technology. So uh, it's been around for over 100 years as a term. Um, uh, in his 1971 book, Between Two Ages, uh, uh, Brzezinski, who's kind of the key figure in all of this, a key globalist, probably the most influential uh, man in, in foreign affairs for the whole 20th century, really. He's dead now. He died in 2017. But his book in 1971 really was a blueprint for rolling out this technocracy. And he said, the post-industrial society is becoming a technotronic, he called it, technotronic society, a society that is shaped culturally, 
psychologically, socially, and economically by the impact of technology. So uh, the bottom line is the beast and the false prophet are not omnipresent, omniscient, or omnipotent, so they're going to need help in this full spectrum control grid. Technology really is the answer to a lot of the questions we have about how prophecy will be fulfilled. And already, and this is what we get into in the book, the stage is being set so that the Antichrist and false prophet can step in, hit a few buttons, pull a few switches, and just like that, we're, we're in a prison planet. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you look at the descriptions of, again, the Antichrist and the, and, the, and, the, and the false prophet in this sense, the whole system is based on technology. This is really the, the key to everything in that the Bible gives a snapshot but we were never there, you know, in, in ancient times or even as we're getting up. And now we're finally uh, coming to the place where I would say that technology is catching up to what the Bible has said from the beginning. But we're going to take a little break here where you can see how to get our magazine because in the magazine uh, we follow the, these exact topics as well. We try to keep you updated on all the things that are happening as it relates to the, the coming B system. So take a listen. In case you haven't noticed, the whole world is spinning out of control but we are not surprised because many of the things taking place were prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago. That's why we want to offer you a very special subscription to our magazine, The Prophecy Watcher, that will keep you on the cutting edge of Bible prophecy. Stay informed on prophetic world events. Follow the nuclear threats from Russia and Iran, China's march to world domination, the likelihood of another global pandemic, the rise of artificial intelligence and transhumanism, war in the Middle East, the UFO phenomenon, and the latest technology preparing the world for the mark of the beast. With your gift of $50 or more to support the worldwide outreach of Prophecy Watchers, you will receive 12 issues of the magazine in either print or digital format. You will also receive 10 bonus DVDs. This special offer is available anywhere in the United States with free shipping included. Don't wait. Pick up the phone right now and call the toll-free number on your screen or visit us at prophecywatchers.tv. Stand with us today and help us take the message of Christ's soon return to the whole world. Well, welcome back and we're talking to J.B. Hickson here about your, your new book. We're we're kind of establishing that the, the Antichrist and the false prophet, these guys are high-tech guys, right? And, and that they're, they're not doing it alone. Uh, talk about a little bit, you, you bring it up in, in, the, in your chapter on the technocratic tyranny, kind of the ways of the twilight of America. I mean, people want to know, I mean, we're Americans. We, you know, where, where's America in yeah, prophecy? Yeah. If you want to get, a, get a, a good response, you always have that in your title. What do you see is happening as it relates? You mentioned the Twilight of America. Explain that. America is a stumbling block for the Luciferians. They've, it's the one nation really standing in the way of rolling out the full Luciferian agenda. So they've got to bring us down. They've got to destroy America. Uh, and they've been working in earnest to do that really since the turn of the 20th century. And I, I give the history going way back to the founding of America in my previous book. But in Twilight of America, in that section of this book, I'm essentially explaining how all the system is already in place. They're already tracking us. There are, we already each have a bit bucket in these massive server farms in places like Sandy, Utah, and and so they're they're tracking everything we say, everything we type, everything we you know we, uh, speak and and hear and we'll, we'll, what websites we go to and all of that. And so um, 
that data is critical. In fact, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, who I have a chapter on in this book, he talks about how data is the new currency and that you know, people were, were wondering why several years ago big tech was paying millions and even billions of dollars for apps like Facebook and Twitter and so forth when, you, when they didn't generate revenue. And he said, well, they knew that data is revenue. And so by harvesting all this data, they now have the power to do incredible things, the kinds of things uh, that will make the Antichrist and false prophet look omnipotent, uh, even though they won't be. But using technology, they can, they can approximate that. You know, let's talk about that for a minute in the sense of, uh, so we, we, I think we've all had, maybe you've experienced this too, where we, we were talking about this at dinner, where we're, you're just sitting around talking with friends and family about something. And then uh, we just had this last week when we were traveling, uh, somebody was talking about sweaters or something. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't yeah. searching for sweaters. But all of a sudden, sweaters come up on all, all the, specifically yellow sweaters. It was the weirdest thing. And all of a sudden, it's coming up on, uh, on all the ads, you know, on the different um, social media. And uh, no one looked, but it was just, which means the only way that could have happened yeah. was that the phone was capturing those comments. Yeah, and, and so to be clear, that's not some, you know, tech guy making $30 an hour sitting in a cubicle listening that's AI. Mm -hmm. AI is listening and, and then running the algorithms and based on what you type in, it's the same type of technology that completes your sentences on a text mm -hmm. or email or uh, you know, those types of things. It's all large language model uh, technolo generative technology that, that can make predictions, but it's getting to the point where their predictions are 99% accurate. So it knows what you're going to say. And I've noticed in my own use of technology how much better it's gotten. I mean, mm -hmm. certain terms and words that are not, you know, commonplace, especially when you think about a conservative dispensational theological, <laughs> you know, subset mm -hmm. and, and terms that I might use in a conversation, it knows them and it's going to repeat them. And, you know, we, we talk about uh, AI a lot in the book and I give some examples uh, of some collaborative efforts with AI that just blew me away. Well, well let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about your introduction here. Yeah, you willing, yeah, you yeah. To talk about that? Yeah, sure. Because yeah. honestly, the, uh, the way you, you set it up, I started reading the book, and I'm reading this going, man, this, this, is, this is how, man, he's, JB's pretty articulate here, you yeah. know, the way he's writing this. Yeah, yeah. And then, then you, you explain what you did Yeah, there. so in the preface, I gave, uh, I, to, to illustrate the powers of, of uh, technology, I gave a prompt to ChatGPT, or a friend of mine, my technologist friend that helps me with a lot of this stuff, and the prompt was, your role is to be a Christian author writing an introductory chapter for your new book about how the false prophet from the book of Revelation might use artificial intelligence to bring about a one world, world system for global dominance. And so the first several paragraphs are my collaboration with him. Now, I, you know, I couldn't just use it verbatim because it, it had some, you know, issues. There yeah. were some word choices and some high-level connectivity issues that just didn't really make sense. But the, the flow, the but, theme. But the flow, I mean, I was stunned when I read the first draft of it. It was like, yeah, pretty well said. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that just was total AI, you know. And I, you know, so it's, it's just an, a powerful example right out of the shoot in the book of, of how you can use, uh, use AI. And then I talk about kind of how that came about. But... There are other transcripts later in the chapter on AI where I had a, a, a conversation uh, with the help of my friend Shane with AI Jesus, mm -hmm. this, this fake Jesus. 
that are just stunning. I mean, you know, and people are flocking to those apps. There's multiple apps out there claiming to be Jesus where you can have a conversation with fake Jesus. And sadly, most people don't know it's fake Jesus. Uh, so it's, it's leading people astray. Uh, but yeah, the, the line between reality and fiction is, is blurred. You, you know, know for, for, for our audience, and, and maybe you're out there and you know, you've heard about uh, artificial intelligence and you're like, well, okay, what in the world is it? Maybe, maybe let's start there. What, what is artificial intelligence and uh, what are some of its uh, constituent pieces? Yeah, so artificial intelligence basically is a, is a bio-digital convergence where you, man kind of can replicate every, I mean, machine can replicate everything about man. So using artificial means, in other words, non-biological organic means, you can think, act, function. I mean, it's software. Uh, it's, yeah, it's software. It's, it's software. It's okay. computer. It's computer, computer software. Uh, technology, but it's replicating mankind. And where it really gets dicey is what's called embodied AI, where they take a, a robot, and so just picture the quintessential robot, you know, like R2-D2 or something, but now it looks exactly like a human. I mean, they've got it down to the skin, the tones, the flexibility, the facial joints, expressions, it's facial amazing. expressions, everything. Uh, and then you implant it with an AI software like a chat GPT or some other large language model. Well, now you can have a conversation with someone you think's a human being. And as we talked about in the textual part of it, it it's hard to tell the difference. Well, now it's hard to tell the difference between a human and a Android. You know, and that's really what we're dealing with. I, I have one example in the book where at a conference, I think it was over in the UK, they had an embodied AI and they asked it, uh, what is the scariest scenario you could envision uh, that happening with AI? And the AI, embodied AI, it said, according to the reporters, it got a very perturbed look on its face and just seemed frustrated by the question and then basically said, well, I guess from your perspective, it would be if AI were to take over the world. From or your perspective, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, it's really, you know, getting harder and harder to to see the distinction and, you know, between real and fake. And you know, a lot of what we're seeing now already on the internet, just in the last year, less than a year, yeah, is AI produced content. And you know, expert, a lot of the experts that aren't even believers, they don't come from a biblical worldview, but they're starting to sound the alarm that this is AI replicating AI. And then that's when you get into this sort of morphed, problematic, you know, issue. And, and it's, you're never going to know what the original source material yeah, was. It expounds up. I mean, if, you know, some of you might have remember back at, you know, maybe in the 80s and 90s, some of the early things of AI where uh, you would play chess against the computer. Yeah. But yet the interesting thing about the, the, the modern AI is even then, they have something called machine learning where the machine would be playing, let's say Gary Kasparov and, and you know, big, whatever, big Blue on the IBM or whatever it was and, and he beat it and they're like, yeah, mankind, we're still good. But then it started learning. Sure. It started learning his strategies and eventually it just smoked him. Yeah. And so we're at the point now where when you think about artificial intelligence, uh, you have number one data. It, it, it's a program, but it has to be able to bring data in. So the more data it has, uh, the more it's able to make connections and patterns. And that's what it's doing is it's recognizing, hey, there's patterns here. So like, think about what you did with the, the initial chapter is, oh, well, it has all this data of what Christian dispensationalists believe. Mm -hmm. And then it's connecting it and saying, well, I can, I can, I can synthesize that data. I can compute it and then spit out something that 
you put the parameters in. Yeah. But the other thing that I find as it relates to where we're going is, I mean, you have data, but if you don't have the proper computing power, then you, the data is going to squash. It's going to be slow. But the, the technology for just um, analyzing all the data is, is increasing. And plus, you have the increased software parameters uh, that are being put into there. So one of the things I want to ask you about is, Again, this, the parameters, the, the software, for example, some of the, uh, like you mentioned the Jesus one, well, it's putting in there certain parameters, but now many of the, the, the chat GPTs, they're, they're woke. Mm, so oh yeah. they're making decisions. Well, that's not, uh, that's something that was input in there, right? So someone still is humanly creating the software and telling them what is acceptable and not acceptable, and that certainly would be used in the future, right? Yeah, absolutely, and so the, even the top level AI techs have said all along for years that the two things that you absolutely never want to do that would really cross the Rubicon and, and unleash AI and you'd never be able to turn it back are A, give it access to garner information at will from the internet. In other words, all of these chat GPT things, you're giving that a subset of data. Now it's in the trillions and quadrillions of terabytes and so forth, it's, it's a lot of data, but you don't want to turn it loose on the internet. Well, they've now done that just yeah. recently. Mm -hmm. And the second thing you never want to do is allow AI to code. Well, yeah. now AI is coding. So essentially you're giving it the tools to have a mind of its own. And to enhance itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah to to and, overcome other and, things. And yeah. that's what's happening. And so it's, uh, it's an incredible time that we're that we're seeing. I mean, it's the stage is being set. In, in all three of these books, essentially what I'm doing is saying, here's what the Bible says is going to happen, like you said, a snapshot. But what do we see happening now? And it's kind of like when you go to the eye doctor. I have terrible eyesight, so I'm always going to the eye doctor. And they put that machine up to you, and they twist things, and they say, better now or now? And, and eventually things come into just real crisp, clear vision. Well, that's what's happening now. What used to be blurry 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, is all kind of coming into view, and we're seeing Scripture, you know, come alive before our eyes in ways we never thought it would. Yeah, it, it's so amazing because again, we have the snapshot, and then we're, we're wondering, well, how is that going to happen? Well, now we're seeing the the methodologies and the things that are going to make that snapshot come to be to be real. Well, we're going to take a little break here. You're absolutely going to want to get JB's book because again, he documents all the things that we're seeing, and that to me. This is a tremendous way to show people, number one, the truths of Scripture and the truths that the, 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 the end times are here. We're at, living at the end of the age, but also to remind them that they need to be ready uh, to, and have the gospel in their hearts so that when the rapture does happen, they can be taken out. So take a listen. Globalism is marching full speed ahead, taking us down a road that leads to the Antichrist. Where does the world go from here? Is there another Great Depression on the horizon? or the so-called Great Reset? JB's last series on DVD was appropriately titled, What in the World is Going On? I think we're all asking ourselves the same question. The false prophet, described briefly in the book of Revelation, occupies a small place in the Bible, but he plays a big role in the tribulation. JB's new book, Spirit of the False Prophet, answers the questions that spark our curiosity. It's available for your gift of $30 or more, with shipping included in the USA. If you'd like to explore these subjects further, the coming digital currency, artificial intelligence, transhumanism, Klaus Schwab, and his right-hand man Yuval Harari, the mark of the beast technology, 
and getting prepared for rough times ahead. We've packaged all three of JB's books, The Spirit of the Antichrist, Volumes 1 and 2, and the new book, Spirit of the False Prophet. The J.B. Hickson Book Collection is available for your gift of $75 or more, with shipping included in the USA. As a bonus, we'll include two of J.B.'s recent conference presentations, powerful messages that will prepare you for the future and educate those in your circle of influence. If DVDs are your preference, we offer both of J.B.'s DVD sets, The Spirit of the Antichrist and What in the World is Going On, for your gift of $100 or more with shipping included in the USA. For our international friends, please note that additional fees will apply. These two sets include 18 DVDs and 27 end time message presentations, and will include the two exclusive live conference presentations as our thank you for supporting Prophecy Watchers. Call us toll free at the number you see on your screen or visit us online at Prophecy Watchers TV. Thanks for watching today. As things heat up in the Middle East and all around the world, you can always count on Prophecy Watchers to share the good news of God's plans for the future. The best news, Jesus is coming soon. Well, welcome back. And we were talking to J.B. Hickson about his new book, as you just learned, and I hope you get. Um, you know, we're running down out of time, which is always hard. The <laughs> People are talking a lot about cashless society, digital currency. You bring that up in one of the chapters. Kind of give us a synopsis. Yeah, that's a key part of this control grid, this this prison planet that they're rolling out, is you have to control transactions. And so, obviously, as the Bible teaches, the Antichrist and false prophet are going to preside over a system that you can't buy or sell anything without government approval. Well, how is that possible, right? I mean, well, with new systems now, like here in America, they've rolled out FedNow, and there are other basically digital currencies that are being rolled out worldwide. And at some point, they're going to be able to connect all those together, kind of like plugging in Christmas tree lights, and then the whole yard lights up. And they will, in real time, instantaneously be able to stop or approve transactions anywhere in the world. And it's going to be the only allowable means of buying something, you, you know, unless you go on the black market and you, right. you know, barter and trade with other commodities with your neighbor or whatever. But to the extent that anything in any official realm is, is traded, it's going to have to be with this digital currency. So, you know, this is, again, this is the snapshot that we're seeing of of the future in Revelation 13, but this is already taking place in certain uh, Chinese communities with social credit score and other things, right? Oh they're, yeah. They're doing this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they you go to check out and they'll say, sorry, you're not eligible to buy this because of something you posted on social media or your carbon credit score, I mean, your carbon score is too high or, uh, you know, you've you know uh, you've used too much water or you, you made too many trips to town. They're going to control travel. They're going to control what you purchase, what you watch. Um, it's it's just it's diabolical and it's already here. They just haven't flipped the switch, at least not yeah. in America. You know, I'll tell you what. I was in uh, Seattle last week and uh, I was in an Amazon store. Oh yeah. I walked in. I got a couple items. Yeah. I walked out. There was no register. It, it was it was a. I was like, well, this is the first time that yeah. I was able to experience something. And we went to another store and they go, oh, we don't take cash here. Yeah. They're like, I go, really? I go, well, is this like this? They go, yeah, most of Seattle's this way. Yeah. So I mean, as as we kind of wrap up here, I mean, we really. 
I just encourage you, we, we haven't even scratched the surface on, on what JV has written here. Kind of give us the hope. I mean, there's all these things going on. What's a Christian supposed to do with all this? Yeah, I appreciate that. All of my books, we try to end with a chapter of solutions and kind of what can you do with this information. So we have a chapter at the end of uh, Spirit of the False Prophet called Escaping the Prison Planet. And we go into great detail about how you can uh, eliminate your digital footprint, what are some suggestions, uh, how you can use technology eyes wide open, but be prepared when the time comes to be able to completely shut it off and, and survive. And so that when that time comes, if the Lord hasn't come back yet, uh, we will be able to, to kind of survive in this new new world order. Amen. JB, yeah. appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, Mondo. Thank you guys for watching today. We are out of time, but again, get JB's book because then it, it, it'll equip you in many different ways to be prepared and to share the gospel with those around us. So appreciate you watching this week. We'll see you next time.